American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today I am joined by the Punjabi sensation. Um, but I'll call him by his, his actual ring name, Dylan the Natural Chima. Welcome to the Bandwagon Podcast. Hi, Ricky. Thanks for having me on. No, no, no problem. I really appreciate it. And, and um, you know, you kind of alluded to it just uh, uh, off, off air, which is uh, this is now your office chair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually sat in the car at the minute, so I just just stepped out from the office just for the time to make some time for you. So, um, yeah, still at work, still busy things. So, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't have expected it any other way, really, in terms of kind of work ethic. Uh, how's how's it been since obviously uh, winning the uh, winning the uh, tournament? It, yeah, obviously, big things are just blowing up. It's just gone crazy. You know, um, I'm having messages from, from all over the world, just, just from support saying, well done, you're inspiring us, or, you know, just congratulations. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it has been crazy. A lot of media attention, as you'd imagine. Um, I've just taken it all in my stride and just enjoying it for, for as it comes, you know. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I had, and, and you know, within it and... and getting the successes on I'm just taking it all in now as it happens Dylan you know when you you know when you get some of those messages was there anyone from in particular that kind of stands out where you're thinking hang on I used to look up to this guy or girl or whatever and like all of a sudden they're messaging me no no one in particular there's been there's no one that I would say that really probably stands out massively but it's just um there's obviously quite a lot going on and you know People messaging. It, it was just, it was just madness for about a couple of weeks. It still is now. We're oh. three weeks after after the fight, and um, and yeah, it's, it's still just as just as crazy as it was two weeks ago. So yeah, and I, I was actually surprised that because I, I, I was trying to I was trying to uh, I was messaging you on a little bit of Instagram, and then I just thought, fuck it, I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go onto Facebook and just see what I can do. And you replied, I was like, oh my god, this is people yeah. still using Facebook, which is great. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Facebook sort of, you know, Instagram sort of taking its taking its um, presence now nowadays, and you know, yeah, Facebook. I don't tend to use Facebook too much. I just sort of follow trends and follow follow what's going on mm. in the martial art world side of things, kickboxing side. That's all I really had Facebook for. But and then obviously, you know, it's sort of gone gone a bit more mad. And you know, I'm one of them. I would never ignore a message. I'd never. Yeah just batting off and just think I'm too big or too, I ain't got time for this. I always, if I had 10 minutes, that's when I was replying to messages and trying to get back to people and, you know, 
And I think I saw you on Matchman. I thought, yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Honestly, because yeah. I, I was buzzing, man, after I see it. Because I was trying to go through a, a few uh, different avenues to try and get to you. And uh, one, yeah. of my, one of my uh, good mates, he does a podcast as well, Bally G, mate. He, I think he's he's got got you kind of lined up as well. He's yeah. a yeah. He's good guy as well. So, I mean, you just kind of touched on it a little bit. Your first love was around kickboxing. You're a two-weight uh, world champion, both at lightweight and super lightweight. Yeah. Was that the was that your first interaction with martial arts, or did you do like karate first, or something else, or would just go straight into kickboxing? Yeah, I, I mean, I was always in and around martial. Arts. I did did um, taekwondo when I was like very young, um, sort of four or five, but never really, never really got got too far. Not really, not really progressed with that. Um, fell into like did a bit of football, did a bit of swimming, that sort of stuff. But mm. when I was ten years old, um, my best mate, um, Umaji, and asked me to go down to the gym and, and train with him. Um, his dad, Uncle Baggy, um, everyone known him as a dancer, sits in him in the ring afterwards. Yeah. He, he, he was he was the one that coached us all, all of us kids. Um, and I fell in love with it straight away. Um, to be honest, I love the atmosphere of the gym. I liked, I liked learning something new and I liked the, the grittiness of, of training as well. And, you know, I absolutely loved it. And, I, and then I also loved punching and getting punched in the face. Um I, I felt it, like I jumped in the ring. I think after about six months of training, and um, it was sort of, you know, at that sort of age, it wasn't body con. It was only body contact, wasn't headshots, mm. um, and I broke my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it should have been no head contact, I broke my nose and got punched in the face, and yeah, and then that sort of was a was an eye opener. Never had that happen to me before, and then four two weeks later and, and lost, but put a good account of myself in, 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 in that amateur fight. And um, since then, it was just uh, onwards, on, 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 upwards journey. And I uh, just fell in love with it straight away. I just just loved every element of, of kickboxing, to be honest. But, you, you know, you were talking about Taekwondo in terms of, obviously, that concentrates quite a lot on your on your leg movements in terms of your kicks and, and, and your angles that you're doing. Was that yeah. transition easier to, when you went into kind of mo, mo, into kickboxing more? Or was it just too early in your career for it to kind of have a... Yeah, I, I mean, to be, to be honest, I didn't really have a career in Taekwondo. I probably did it for like a year or so. So hmm. that doesn't really play into much of, of my kickboxing transitioning you know I did it when I was young and then stopped for so many years and then kick you know when I came into kickboxing I was a raw natural amateur like I did nothing I had no experience wasn't you know I wasn't the, the fittest kid in in school I wasn't the fastest kid I didn't lift the heaviest weight or I didn't you know physically I, I didn't look like I was strong or had anything you know I just had this I just had this natural ability that you know for, I was fortunate that I had the had the I could pick up the skills that we, that, that I was getting taught and, and really just rel, you know, turn that into into the fighting style that I had. So I played to my strength, which was you know tall and skinny. So keep them away, kick them away, or whatever that was. And 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 I had a little bit of power as well. And uh, I stopped a few kids when I was younger as well. So mm. yeah, it, that never totally one never really played into into my kickboxing career, to be honest. When you when you were doing the um, going into kickboxing more, so. I- how long were you doing that for before you tran- before you transitioned over into boxing? Oh, six. Uh, it wasn't About until five years. Twen- no. 2019 uh, was the last year of my kickboxing career. So, oh, well then. Jesus, I shouldn't be thinking about this. Let's say five to ten years. So about, to no, no, it, it, was about, it was about 11 years. It was about 11, 11 years. years yeah. Yeah. Uh, 11, 12 years. Um, so, yeah, 12 years in kickboxing. 
I learned a lot. I learned loads. Um, you know, we used to when I, when we were kids, we used to be going to to kickboxing shows every other month or every once every month. Mm. There was there was a fight or multiple times in a month. So we kept ourselves regular, kept ourselves active. Um, you know, we were always in and around training in the gym. If I wasn't training in the gym, I'd be training at home. Um, so and that was at very young age. I remember dieting when I was thirteen. I remember I had my first title English title fight when mm. I was thirteen. Um, and I remember training for that, and my coach said, "Right, okay, you need to start running now." Uh, fine, okay. What? How? What? They said well, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to run on the road because mom, but my family thought it was too dangerous. Um, so they said, Just "Go run in the garden." Well, okay. So I started doing laps of the garden every evening after school, and I was doing probably forty minutes of running after school, and then going and doing sit ups and press ups in my room after. That was on the days that I weren't going to my kickboxing gym. Um, and then that's where sort of the mindset, the hard work, the mentality, that's where that's where that sort of started and where that where that grew. Um, I remember going to school, I was dieting as well. I wasn't like I was only getting a sandwich, I only have a half a sandwich, I only the half in the bin. Um after school, only having one rookie instead of two, you know, even just little things like that. Mm. I was just trying to trying to do what my coaches said I had to do and following what the other other professional fighters in the gym at that age, what watching what they were doing, I was trying to copy them. Um, so, yeah, it was very much a mindset that I instilled from a young age. The, the sacrifice in terms of the grind, in terms of, you know, people will probably just see, obviously, what they've seen in the last few weeks, including myself. But knowing the journey before then, in terms of knowing the what, what the dedication that's needed and, you know, the practicalities behind it, your coaches, yeah. are, the, that belief in that, it's not easy to kind of, fall into that and to have the right atmosphere because going into the right gym is really important how did yeah. how did you know that that, that training camp or the, the, that was home for you um they're the only guys i've ever trained with so i don't know if it is Any the different. right one if it isn't the right one for me i just know it's right you know my yeah. i call them my coaches not my coaches i've got uncle baggy i've got richard wallace simon and kufu them two are like brothers slash uncles to me um, like best mate and then uncle's uncle we've all got mad respect for uncle we all you know uncle says something we do it they do it bottom line that's it there's no arguments so I just know that they're the right people for me and then you know we've added you know we've had like strength and conditioning coaches come in India Mandy um, and then we've got John John Ryan our, our sports massage um, therapist so you know we, we've got we've got a, a well yeah we have got a really good team and solid team we all we all gel really well, you know. We're not there's there's no egos, there's no there's no you know. I'm I'm the best. I'm this. I'm that. I've got to do it my way. You know. We all work as a team. We all all have one interest, and that's going in 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 there to win. Make sure that I'm the best that I can be, and they put the time and effort into me to 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 get me to that level as well. During your kickboxing, you know, kind of last bit on that. Did you ever go to like uh, Thailand and do camps? Because I know that that was a popular thing. Like my, my mates used to go over and do kind yeah. of six six weeks there or do it a month. Did you ever experience that? No, not really. To be honest, it was um, because kickboxing was like I was doing it through. Um, right, it went through my GCSEs ish into my then into my A levels and went into my university days. So never really had the time to go out there. And I wasn't really in like I used to enjoy watching all the fights in Thailand and following that sort of scene, but I never really went out there. It just never really interested me to go out there. Um, never really went on went loads of like 
you know, people like lads holidays. I've never really went on on loads of them to be honest. So mm. um, I was just folk. I just wanted to get my studies done and um, continue to train. Just do the two things that well, the one thing I really enjoyed the most is fighting. And put study sort of came second, but yeah, <laughs> study sort of came second, but yeah. So you, yeah. the uh, the transition into then into kind of boxing. I think the, the the kind of natural atmosphere at the moment is there's an explosion into MMA um, to to go into it. Yeah. Israel uh, Israel Adesanya had a similar pathway of where he was a kickboxing and went and went yeah. into UFC, and you can see that you know long frame, big reach. He's able, yeah. you know, and he's quite successful in in, in that way. I mean, obviously, he's, yeah, he's champion here. To, was that, yeah, to be honest, to be honest, MMA was. I think when we were in, in the old gym that we, we, where we all used to train, uh, a wrestling coach came in. Um, I think he did like some Russian style wrestling. Um, so we started to learn that sort of stuff. And I remember going home, I think I was 15. And I went home to mom and dad said, like, I want to try this MMA. What do you mean? We've been to Coventry Skydome. They used to have, um, I think, the first televised Sky Sports MMA fights were, were at the Coventry Skydome. And we knew the promoter then. Mm. used to come in my shop so we used to go down and, and watch those and I think um, Barrington Patterson um, used to yeah, one had guess, a couple yeah. of fights yeah he, he had a few MMA fights on there as well so and then I was like oh yeah I was 50 I said I'm gonna, like, I want to give this a try so they've seen what that's like they were just like no chance you ain't gonna do that so I left that and then just went more into, went more into to fighting and kickboxing and then the yeah because I, I had to because your your dad doesn't like you fighting he doesn't like watching you fight does he? No, no. To be fair, mom and dad and my baby they can't watch me fight. They just physically they just can't. As much as they say you know, yeah, they just don't like it. Yeah, yeah as much as they say whatever they say, you know, as nice as it is, and they they like you know they would like to go after you know it's always good when you get the win and the atmosphere is great and stuff, but. They just can't watch me getting punched in the face. They just can't do it. So yeah, it's it's, it's such a it's kind of a, it's such a mixed feeling in terms of uh, you understand they got the there's proud there's being proud and there's obviously the, the concern and just making sure that you come out of there safely is like the the, the, the yeah. number one. But um, because uh, my mate he was asking Rav Garcha he he he's into the, sh- the yeah, whole know, world yeah yeah, 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 yeah and, he, yeah, and yeah. he was yeah. he was saying he was a, he was speaking to your dad and, he, and that's how he told me he was like yeah he goes I can't. Yeah. He, got, he goes, I got the phone call saying, yeah, yeah, that was it. And then he didn't watch it until the morning or something. Yeah, that's it. Later. So what normally happens is it's like it's a mad one, really, because my phone sort of, I turn my music on, goes on to speak, and I turn my phone, basically, because I do not disturb for about 24 hours. And um, I just I just don't want to, no distractions, just focus on the fight. So my best mate, Umaji, he um, he has to, he phones my mom After every fight, he'll phone mom, or mom will phone him to say, is he okay? Can I speak to him? And then he'll pass the phone over to me. Yeah, I'm fine, Mum. I'm all happy. We're all fine. All she wants to know is, once we got the win, was I'm okay. And that I don't come home. When she first time she sees me, I've got loads of black eyes or busted <laughs> nose or whatever. So I'll sort of give her a heads up saying, look, I've got a few bruises, got a few, just so she's not too too worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. As long as you've got the, the picture for the marry me quick one, you're, you're, you're fine in it. Just so you're... <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, with, with, with the tournaments, like the boxer series, it turns, like how does, because you, you, you're you kickboxing champ, you've done that, you've, you know, you achieved your goals and you've hit there. Yeah. I mean, you get into the, but how does, how do you kind of get picked to say, right, you're one of those four, one of those fighters within there? 
Yeah, so it's it, it sort of boxing is a small world. You know, everyone knows everyone. Um, everyone starts pulling favors left, right, and center. So for me, it was I found out boxer was coming to Coventry, um, and I didn't know who was in the tournament. I said to my manager, I said, "Look, did you know this show was coming?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Can we just get on the show as just a, an in between fight?" So sometimes they have fights in between the tournament fights. Hmm. I said, "Can we just be one of those fighters?" I'm, a, I'm from Coventry. It'd be good if they had a Coventry lad on there. Um, and he said, yeah, fine. Let me go away. Came back and spoke to my coach and said, there's an opportunity there to go in the tournament. And they took it. Um, my coach was confident. I, I, I just do what I'm told. Mm. I, as long as I just train hard, they tell me what to do and I'll do it. They were confident and they said, yeah, we've just entered the tournament. And that's how it came about. Literally, <laughs> it was just a crazy week where I remember sat down, I was at... Um, was at a work event over in Liverpool on on the Thursday. So I think it was Friday morning, and um, my coach was saying, "We think you're in. You're in. Wait, hang on. Just wait for the phone call. No, you're definitely in now." And it was just a crazy hour of this back and forth, and it was like, "Yeah, we're finally in." So that was it. And then from that Friday, it was just it was seven weeks out, and it was that was it. Game on. Focus. T- turn on. Turn up the momentum and, and keep get working hard. You know, for a, for, for a camp, you just said like seven weeks out, you know, like in terms of traditionally, if you're for getting ready for a camp, how long would you kind of prepare? Yeah, Typ- typically it's like I, I don't have a set amount of time. So it's like um, I, I normally have. A, so if I have a fight, then I have two weeks off. I always have two weeks just to give myself some time to rest, let my body recover, eat some crap. And then after two weeks, I'll get back into training. So this is now that. We're in week three now, so I'm back getting back into training. And then it'll be, it'll be, it'll depend. So if I have a date that's, I don't know, 12 weeks down the line, I'll do four weeks of learning and then um, um, eight-week training camp, or I'll do four week, three weeks of learning and a six-week training camp. Just depends on where what the that, what, what, what do you mean by learning? Like analysing their style, who you're fighting, uh, or, or no, adapting, not, le- you learning new, it's, new stuff? It, it's, me, it's me learning new stuff. So my yeah. coach, my coach's always got a list of things that he wants to, wants to show me, wants to teach me. Um, and we just go back to some basics, review what I, review the last fight that I had and pick up some things that I didn't do so well and start, we just start working on things and trying to add to my repertoire as much as we can. So, um, that's that's where the learning comes into it. That's very important as well. As much as you know, you want to get punched harder, punch faster, get fitter. You need to learn and need to progress as well. So we do have a bit of that every training camp as well. So I call it a training camp. It's not really. We just have two weeks off, get training, get fit, learn, then pick up the training again for a fight, and then have a fight, and then it's just the same cycle. Um, you know. Fight, how do, fight, how do you, really. like away away from boxing for the people who are kind of listening and watching and stuff like your family is so well established in in the area you've got successful businesses away from this and it's, it's really important to make to drive this point on like you do not need this you you yeah. choose this as a passion yeah. in terms of your hobby yeah. and, the, and the dedication in there there's a lesson to be learned in that so how do yeah. you kind of balance that work-life balance uh you know to, to do your training yeah so my, one of my coaches, Simon Akufo, said many years ago, um, I think I was 17 or 18, he said, if you want to do this seriously, you need to give it your social life. That's, that's got to happen. He said, if you want to make this, if you want to half ass it and um, still want to have a social life, you won't get any further. You won't get far. That's the sacrifice he made. 
and my other coach, Richard Waller, and Uncle Baggy made as well. That's the sacrifice they had to make. Um, so I was like, all right, fine. I don't need a social life. I love training. So you guys are my mates. You, this is this, this is my social life. Going down to gym and having a laugh and a joke and punching 10 bows out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that's it. So it, is, it isn't easy. Um, I have to sacrifice, you know, as daft it sounds like even going out to see my friends or, you know, food down to see my family you know we all live in one house together there's 11 of us that live together um grandparents all there so there'll be days where even though we live in the same house i don't get to see mom and dad i don't get to see bibi and baba because all my daughter because um i leave home at half five in the morning and so my routine is leave home at half five i get to work in manchester at half seven i then train at lunchtime for for about an hour hour yeah about an hour um, and then I leave work at half four, get to the gym for half six, train then till about half nine, nine, half nine. And then I'm home for about 10 o'clock every night. That's five days a week. And then I train twice on a weekend and I train twice on a Sunday. So you can imagine in between all of that, okay, much time <laughs> on the weekend, if I'm not training, I'm sleeping because I need to get my rest in as well. I can't sleep during the day, during the week. So I'm at work. Yeah. So I've got a time, but it is difficult. But then that's where, you know, I'm lucky that my family do support me and they understand that as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a close friend and that, that I don't get to see often. They, they understand that as well. It's when I'm in training mode, I'm in training mode and I'm in a dangerous sport. So I need to make sure I'm 100%. Otherwise, I could get hurt. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a really, that's a really big thing. I, I, there was a... Um, podcast I was listening to with the BJ Penn he was a UFC fighter and he was talking about you know he's not worried about the stuff that he's learned it's the stuff that he hasn't learned because that's the yeah. stuff that can potentially kill you <laughs> you know what I mean because it's yeah. just yeah. you know because if you're going into the in- these days work is in trouble we've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries and with that we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Those ring, you, you need to be fully aware in terms of what what that is. It was one of the, you know, go, go, watching the the um, the tournament was one of the rare occasions like me and my wife actually sat down and watched boxing. You know, oh, nice. she actually she actually just watches boxing whenever I kind yeah. of. Uh, uh, watch it or potentially stream, you know, whatever yeah uh, but this was yeah. legit, legit in terms of where it was on and you know I was getting so animated in terms of doing, it was one of those ones where 
no matter how many WhatsApp groups and everyone was messaging and saying, watch his kid, man, watch his kid, this Dylan, this Dylan, yeah. trust me. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, everyone knew you from a different way, right? And I, your first fight was, you know, pretty straightforward. You know, I won't go to it. But your second yeah. your, your second fight with Scott was, um, you, you know, you were very convincing in the first one. And, and then the second round was a little bit, I only saw it was, it was, it was your, your part where there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a dip and I was I was concerned in terms of going in the third one where it where how you would do it and I was I was just as I was as this was going I was speaking with my friend I was like going you know especially with your kickboxing the cardio is a massive thing is it right yeah terms, and when you're going into your boxing how you do it and fighting your technique is just all out raw you know it's like it's pressure and you're going on there how did you dig in, especially for that third round in your second fight? Because to yeah. me, that was the most impressive round out of your whole out of that whole tournament. I was I was so impressed with that particular one. That that round made probably won me the tournament, to be honest, because I, I had to find something special in that round. When we in training camp, we we, we, we were going through and we were doing we were going through and training for this tournament specifically so we're doing three rounds three uh, a fight so we were doing three rounds having a break and doing three rounds again and having a break but on the fourth uh, on the third set um, of fights we was doing not three rounds we were doing four but the fourth round was everything when I say everything I mean I was punching till I can't lift my arms up mm. that's where this dig comes. But also the dig comes that that second win came from in in, in myself. I knew I, I knew I won the so going in, in that second fight, I sat down in the corner after the second round, and my coach said to me, "It's even now. Do you want to win this fight?" Now some people turn around and say, "You need to win this fight. There's forty grand on the line now. This is the opportunity you can get. This is your chance." Just money. Look at the money that you can make if you win this round. For me, it wasn't about the money. The money was great, you know, but it was about winning and I needed to do something special. I knew that already. I knew I'd lost the second round and I needed something big before my coach already said it. So it was just about, right, okay, get your breath, get your recovery, use a minute to get your break. They didn't give me loads of instruction because all I, I all we needed to do was just stand there and just if he threw one punch or landed one punch I needed to try and land two or three I just needed to outscore him and then you know as the round settled in I found I started to land a lot more mm. started to land more body shots I started to land more head shots and I think I hurt him in the in the last 30 or it might be the last 10 seconds I hurt him because he fell back on the ropes and if another 30 seconds I probably could have stopped him mm. but yeah it I had to find something special that and, and that's the gravy that some people didn't know I have, but I know what I had. And people, some people that watch me in kickboxing know that I can overcome these uh, this adversity. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you know, as I was, I, I, I had a feeling of going like, this is going to be, this is going to be. It, it's kind of written in that, it, it written for you. When you got into the third fight, you kind of boxed a lot more smarter in terms of you know on the on the outside you you use a jab really really well in terms of like you know creating the space yeah. and, and 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 getting on there did you consciously because ryan he was a really pressured 
boxer. He was like closing on the space, closing the yeah. distance, coming on there. He was, whereas I think the other two fights, you were putting on the pressure. This one, you were kind of, it was back and forth, really. It is where you were stepping forward yeah. on the front foot. He was on the front foot. Did you, yeah. did you kind of expect it? Because he, he had a, a kind of shorter time in that respite. Did you, were you tactically prepared for it? Because you, you probably don't have that much time to look at the styles. It's probably what, whatever you see. And then you just have to yeah. adapt. That's it. I, I mean, I mean, huh. I'm going to release, start releasing some behind-the-scenes footage from the changing room this week. Um, I've just had the footage back, so you'll see some stuff. So, Charlton was, um, after I had my break, we got up and I had my recovery. Then my co- We started to warm up again, and my coach said, right, we actually did this thing. So, the whole point was to move. The whole point was to, to box and move. He, we knew he, that's all he's done all night was come forward and brawl. That was his only, that was his only style. Mm. Um, but we noticed that he was losing the early rounds. So with the first lad, I think he he lost. Oh, I think some people said he got that the other lad should have won the first mm. fight of for Charlton. But we realized that boxing him and not letting him continue with that pressure, you can beat this kid. Um, he's he was just tough and durable and was relentless in his pressure. So the whole plan was just to keep moving, keep my head moving, don't stick on the ropes too much, and just just school him, just box him. And and luckily we luckily I I've done that. Um but there's a bit in the changing room where um I think I had there was a bit of a bit of like a bar thing in my changing room. So my coach said right get back against the wall. My other coach said right start swinging and we just went through the most of rolling and dipping and picking shots. He said this is what he's gonna do. And that's exactly what he had to do. And exactly what we planned was roll, land a body shot, roll, combat with a shot, roll, land a shot, roll, move. That's what we planned in the changing room. That's what happened in the ring. So it was like it actually worked worked out quite well. Yeah, because it, it it it. I mean, it was kind of. Um, I think the, the your your boxing IQ, especially that one, like it really came to the forefront. Into the you know, there's yeah. more down to it. Was it what was the biggest lesson that you learned from that that tournament? From one from out, uh, outside of the ring and two inside of the ring. Um. Good question. I've never, I haven't really thought about that one to be honest. I think outside the ring, outside the ring, it was, um, it was probably how you know, I didn't really feel the pressure from the media, the TV, the big cameras in your face. I didn't really feel that pressure. It was just new in terms of handling how to handle it and how to just be calm and and how to say the right things. Probably is is probably the the biggest thing I learned outside the ring. Um, and then. In, and then obviously also outside the ring was not my, my whole thing was I just wanted to come across as me I didn't want to be fake I didn't want to start saying I'm going to go in there do this do that or be really timid or be really shot I just wanted to be myself and I think I managed to get that across um, didn't want to be fake just, people fall in love with me and wanted to support me for who I am then I've, I've done I've done what I wanted to, to achieve so inside the ring there's a lot that I could take away from that tournament I thought Three different types of fighters. I fought a guy, Otis, who wanted to come and take my head off. He wanted to knock me out, and I knocked him out. I fought Scott, who's a very good boxer, but managed to outbox him. Or when I say outbox him, I mean I managed to outwork him and overcome that style of how to be a good boxer. And then with Charlton, it was a, how, how to beat a guy that can scrap and relentless pressure. So I had three different types of fighters. So, and there's stuff that you know we were starting to work on out of those three fights as well. So it was um it was a good experience as well because I managed to tick three boxes and tick, you know, hit three things of three different types of fighters. 
as well. So, it, yeah, it, it was good experience for me as well. So how do you then kind of navigate what your kind of career is? It your career is it your is it your manager who kind of says like this is the opportunity, or do you think right? You know, I want to go down this road, or do you or do you have like Sky Sports saying, look, Dylan, we we know all the numbers because everyone was watching it. You know, like they they've got something here, and if they utilize it around, that you know you're you're a you know a future star in terms of where, where, you know where yeah. you could go. That's it. I, I mean. For me, you know, I was so great, grateful that the the Punjab, not even the Punjabi, the, the Sikh community, the Asian community in general, really got really got behind me and really supported me. You know, that that was that was absolutely great. And I think, you know, for me now, it's it's always been the case that I just focus on training. I just need to focus on making sure I do the work that my coaches say. It's down to my manager to get me the right fights. It's down to my coaches to make sure they get me the right fight or get you know get the right opponents at the right times um and then obviously you know the backing from sky is always going to be great and, and always going to help build my profile and you know hopefully we can get some big nights again so i i don't have a say in anything to be honest i just yeah. got to turn up and fight you, you just gotta hope that you know they actually leave you some food in the in your house and it you know how they how they operated where you're coming back you're not seeing anyone and it just say please, please leave my plate still there i'm gonna make it i'm gonna come back and eat with you guys that's it no that, that's it that's it um luckily i think i'm back in boxer i got another another tournament on the 14th of uh, may um, I, I was back in and around that that on, on that fight night, so it'd be good to good to watch some big big cruiserweights have a scrap and have some knockouts as well. So yeah, I'm lucky that you know that they that they're getting behind me and, and they really want to help me build my career as well. Um, so yeah, obviously you know work is work. I'm, I'm still grafting away and still working out. You're gonna so. have to make that decision soon, you know, Dylan. You're gonna have to make that decision where you're gonna think, well, I might have to just. I might have to have a word with the with the with dad and Jaja and say, listen, man, I can't, I can't, I can't, I need yeah. to need to kind of pick pick one. So out. The, yeah. So so there's there's two obviously there's two two bit bits of that. So there's the family business, the shops that I help out on the weekends. Mm. They they actually give me a bit of time off. Um, they don't let me. They allow me just to focus on my training. Um, when I've got a fight coming outside of a fight, then I do help out. Um, and then obviously my my business that I work for the cash and carry up in Manchester. Um, I, I've I'm sticking out for the time being. I'm just gonna gonna yeah. gonna keep on going and, and keep on working because I was able to to make it work. I was able to to win the tournament and work as well and still train and get in good shape. So I'm just gonna carry on for the time being and just see where see where things go. You know, if if anything big and or, you know, big titles come on the horizon, then then yeah, a decision will probably be made. But for now, it's just um, keep myself what keep does- myself just working hard. What does the next 12 months look like for you then in terms of like, you know, with your aspirations in terms of from, from, a, from a fighting point of view, is there any kind of opponent, yeah. any kind of target that you're looking at? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just say um, I'm tasting the, the, the massive tiles. I want the, I want the raw tiles next. I want the British tiles next. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know that I need to start developing my career now, getting the round under my belt, getting the experience with different types of fighters now. That's what the next twelve months probably look for me now is just getting back on Sky is a bit is a big one, and then um, building building a profile, but building my professional boxing career in terms of the knowledge I'm going to have inside the ring and getting exposed to different fighters and gaining those experiences, which will then play in hand when I do have a big opportunity down the line, uh, a, a big title fight. Then you know that will all play into that hand as well. 
I know you. It's very early on in your kind of career in this way in in the boxing bit. But like, is there some of the lessons that you that you're looking at in terms of advice and guidance for uh, people coming in? I think because the, there's a lot of the Desi Opera community, whatever yeah. how you want to phrase it, martial arts or fighting or general exercise, especially in combat sports, is big. You know, everyone's kind yeah. of done it yeah. in some way. Is there anything that that you've kind of seen that you think oh there's a there's a gap in the market like you come from a business background you can see it there's opportunity for there is there yeah something like schools or like classes or particular things that you you you're looking to do or in in the future um and for me to to teach and to yeah i mean not just you know because not just for you to teach i think because that obviously that takes away from your time from training but yeah yeah yeah. i think what 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 we're good at in terms of understanding the value of branding and having those kind of things those conversations now rather than you know later on and you've already got kind of movement coming because like it was clear on that day you had the whole of Coventry there right that was that was yeah that you had that so there's something already there like how do you make sure that you capitalize that and use it into that fighting capacity yeah i mean it's all about doing doing stuff like this you know for, for me now it was you know the two weeks or well, the day after the fight it was all about just riding that wave getting the exposure keeping that profile in people's minds you know um but not not too much a point where it's like over the top as well it's doing it at the right time so it's um yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that one of my coaches, Simon, is a very good marketer, very good salesman as well. So he knows how, you know, he's been in this game for so many, like 20 years. So he knows how to how to build a profile, how to build a, a platform. So um, just just following it is, is, is tuition really on that. And it's and it's all about now. It's all about building a good brand that people can people can follow, people can can support on as well. Have you started getting the, the the development of an entourage yet, or are you people kind of hanging on yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, I've, I've always had a very tight knit team. You know, mm. Re- previously it was just uh, me, my, my three coaches, uh, Umaji and um, and Armasus John, um, and then and then it added on. We've got Indian Mandy, my strength, our, our strength and conditioning coaches. Then we've got uh, my manager as well, my boxing manager. So you know that's essentially the close-knit team that we've got um at, at the minute yeah we've got other friends and other people that do support in other ways but generally that that that's you got the tollies don't forget the tollies um, the tollies are part of the team now they are part of the team yeah that definitely we've got a, a videographer self salmon h video studios so he's always there he's always capturing the moments that we all cherish so you know the team is growing um when i say entourage don't really like that word because yeah, it yeah. just means they're all following me and they're not following me but we all work as one yeah, team yeah. We're, all, we're all one big family you know there's there's no egos this this is the biggest thing and you know you put anyone that wants to come and train with us we train at Midland Lungar Silver Community Hub every Sunday 9 to 12 we have a lot of people in there you know Uncle runs them classes and he doesn't give me um favoritism over there's there's no favoritism for anyone in that gym i get my time on the pads understandably but outside of that i do my own training in the gym and then he will then give time and and attention to everyone in the gym there's no egos with us that's the biggest thing is anyone can come on our class anyone can have fun anyone can train and we will give the time to everyone 
that community hub and what Midland London say what do you know like I, I I always have this um kind of discussion with DRI especially there which is like they, they don't advertise the half of the stuff that they do the amount of community work uh, that they do from it is unbelievable and you know a big I shout there, I mean yeah I, I mean a big big shout out to Pop, Popsy and, and and the team over there they do a fantastic job I went up there last week um, during the week and they were in there with, with some kids um well yeah some some, some kids I was just didn't have had some some learning difficulties and they were just putting them through a bit of um few different exercises few like boxing or whether it was just um playful exercises just playing some games um keeping their minds active and busy so i never knew they did that and that was all that was all projects that they run but he said you know they can get up upwards of 30 30 kids a class so they're getting you know anywhere between two three hundred kids through their doors every week mm. it's free unbelievable, unbelievable. Free yeah I, I went there and they were doing um they were doing food for kids during the half term, you know, where they're not not sure where they yeah. where they're getting meals and stuff, and putting that putting that, and I, I couldn't believe it because it was you know some things that you always think that that's how it should be, and then because I saw it, yeah. in my, I was like, wow, these guys, you know what they're doing, and you know they, they, they whatever they do, they always put their heart and soul in it, which is good. I know I haven't got yeah. you for, for 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 long, so I'm gonna kind of ask. A, a question with you which i ask all my uh, guests which come on here um so it's called the bandwagon um this so either you can um it's your opportunity basically to either jump on a bandwagon or jump off a bandwagon or just in general if there's anything that you want to get off your chest or anything that you want to talk about this is your opportunity yeah i mean for me it's thank you to everyone that that's sent me a message reached out to me sent me on the street and said hi um, just thank you to everyone for the support because it really does mean the world and you know it, it doesn't get unnoticed I, I appreciate it greatly and you know it just means that the big tv the, the big guys the big tv sky sports for example will get behind me in turn get behind us as, as a big big fighting family um and then we can get the big nights back in the midlands and around the country you know that that's what i want that's what i want to i want to be able to provide a platform for the next generation when they come into Sport in general, I'm not talking about boxing, I'm talking about even football, cricket, rugby, whatever it is. I just want to see more young people get into the sport and get into sport and, and, and do it on, on a big stage. If I can provide some form of platform for that, then I've done it, I've achieved the job. So thank you to everyone that supported, supported the journey. And this is just a start, I can tell you, we're gonna have some really good fun and some really big nights. Yeah, man. I mean, like, representation matters, man. It really does. And when you see people like yourself, you know, performing on that one, those are the positive stories in terms of saying, like, look what he's doing. He's from the same end. This yeah. is what, look, look how he's achieved. Just the last question that I want to ask you. You know, like, your nickname, The Natural, where did that come from? And, and who gives you that nickname? That, <laughs> that was Uncle. Uh, Uncle Baggy gave me that when I was 13. So I went into that English title fight and he said, well, I think I've got some new, new trousers made and I was getting them printed. And he said, uh, I got, he goes fight name. He goes. Do you know what I've got a good. Fight. He actually, he actually came to me and said, "We're gonna call you the natural." He said, and that, and that came down to that when I was a young kid in kickboxing, he was teaching me stuff and learning, and I was learning stuff and I was doing it straight away. So it just came natural to me. That's where the name came from. And it just stuck. And yeah, obviously boxing is coming natural to me as well now. No, nah, you know, like I just want to say, like 
anything that we could do, you know, the, the people who kind of follow this, the, the podcast, and anything that you we could do to help and support, it's it's an open door for you. So, like, I'll be checking in with you, uh, you know, just checking if the, anything, what's going on um, on your next fights and stuff. Like that. So you're thinking of fighting. So you, you're looking to watch the, the, the next tournament, but when are you thinking yeah. about your next fight? Do you know when that is? Uh, n- n- nothing's been confirmed. Nothing. Um, we're looking at the summertime this year. Um, yeah. but nothing's been confirmed yet. So like, like I said, I, I'm with I'm with the guys at Sky next week. Yeah. If anyone's watching, tune into Sky Sports, there'll be a, a nice announcement there um, on, on, the, on the night as well. So, um, yeah, we've got a nice special, special ring bit, bit of stuff going on on Sky next week. So yeah, tune in. Thanks, man. Dylan, really appreciate you, um, you know, taking some time out for this. And I know you got a really busy media day anyway uh, as well. Yeah. So really appreciate it, man. I wish you all the best for the future, bro. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.